Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, middays with Andrea and Robert, and the drive home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Earlier this week, Mark put Christy in the hot seat. Good morning, it's Mark and Christy. You're doing it. You're I am. really doing it. I can't believe it. There's like 40,000 buttons in front of me, but I'm running the controls today. I'm, I'm in the hot seat where Mark usually is every morning. Uh-huh. And I get the easy part usually. I get to sit across the table and just talk. But you're over here running 40,000 buttons at once. I don't know how you do it. And uh, so, anyway. You're, you're doing it. I'm trying. And, and we used to, you know, the summer we had Zoe helping us out. Isaac used to help us out. But now you're like, I'm, I got this. And you're... You're doing it. Well, I like it. I'm impressed. You're a good teacher, Mark. Thank you so much. You're getting uh, all kind of love on social media as well. People cheering you on. <laughs> Heather says, you can do this. Remember, God's the one in control. <laughs> We're all thankful he, he for is. it. He uh, is. says, you got this. Uh, this is great. Jeff, one of our listeners says, so let me get this straight. You're finally pushing Mark's buttons. <laughs> Like, no, actually, uh, I frustrate Mark a lot. So no, I, I push. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's a lot. That's amazing. Uh, so, yes, if you're just joining us around the breakfast table, Christy's on the other side of the table this morning, pushing all the buttons mm-hmm. at the controls. Um, I've and got the power. <laughs> you remember that song? <laughs> yes. Okay. It does feel a little more like that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been talking this morning about um, those songs, that maybe even ones that you've heard before, and all of a sudden it just hits you. Mm-hmm. You had that with that Matt Redmond song just this week. That Yeah, Mercy. Yeah. This man, never lose that wonder, the wonder of your mercy. And it, I've heard that song a thousand times. And mm. it was just that state of mind I was in, driving to work, and then it just brought me to tears. And I just felt like God really met me in that moment. And I know so many of our listeners have that same experience and, and multiple times a day, throughout yeah. the day, just all over, that that's happening. Yeah, we've been sharing some of these song stories. Jeremy jumped online to tell us, he said, hey, uh, I just want to encourage listeners to really focus on the lyrics of these wonderful songs. Take 30 seconds, a minute, even a whole song, and focus completely on the message of the song. I guarantee they will minister to you. Don't just play it in the background. He said, uh, yesterday morning, you played Weary Traveler, and I just made myself still and quiet to hear the words. I've heard that song thousands of times, but this morning was different. I heard that through my years as a single parent struggling with loneliness Mm. and financial hardship and feeling a little weary traveler that God is still there and I won't be weary long. I'm thankful to God that he speaks to us through songs and thanks for your ministry, KLRC. Man, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Music is so powerful. There are definitely some songs for me that just hit so hard, like 10,000 Reasons by Matt Redman all of creation by Mercy Me. And probably my favorite worship song of all time is He Reigns by Newsboys. Music does a great job of connecting emotions and words from the lyrics to the sounds, bringing our hearts to where we need to be or resonating with where our heart is at. And that's why The Positive Difference, playing encouraging music on this station is a ministry because we're able to bring you closer to God through the power of music. If you want to help keep this ministry going, head to klrc.com to learn more about how you can be involved, either with time, prayer, or donations. 
Up next is a positive difference story and on theme for football season. So shout out to the head hog, Coach Pittman, this week. Uh-huh. In a press conference, uh, he shared some thoughts about social media and mental health and responsibility. It's gotten a lot of attention all over the country. And I loved it because it was a good reminder to all of us how powerful words are, especially when they can just be thrown around online. In fact, he shared this really amazing story of what happened as he interacted with his players who really had been struggling with a lot of things that had been said. Mental health is a big, big deal. We talk about it. We, we have several guys that are in counseling. We encourage it. Fletcher was at practice on Monday. He's lower and low. And I walked by him. I become that counselor at times. And I walked by him. I said, hey, Max, what's wrong with you? Social media. I said, I ain't going to tell you everything I said. But but I said, well, they say it, man. Went to Australia to get a 10-yard punter and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Why'd you go all that way to get a guy that can't kick and all that? And I said, Max, they didn't say I'm fat on there, did they? He said, yes, sir. I said, what about my chest? Did they say anything about that? He started smiling then. He said, yes, sir. And I said, was I supposed to get fired on Sunday? He said, yes, sir. <laughs> I said, well, I'm still here. They got two out of three right, you know. And uh, we talk about a lot of things, and one of them happens to be mental health, uh, that we need to help these kids. There's a lot more going on in their life right now than possibly when I was a kid. If you know, And I think a lot of it has to do with this. You know, There's a lot of good about this, but there's also, if you get, go the wrong direction with it, it can, it can spoil your day or whatever. So... So he's sharing that as he's holding up this phone and reminding all of us, right, how dangerous our words can be or even just social media, you know, finding your identity and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, kids these days, I mean, in college, I mean, especially you have 85,000 people in the stadium alone, and that's not counting the hundreds of thousands of people watching you. And when you mess up, I mean, you're right. People on the other side of that phone, they can just say whatever they want. And uh, it can be pretty tough. Um, I just appreciate him so much for just the way he related to him mm-hmm. and just kind of met him in that place. And, and yeah, but it's such a good reminder, too. Just, you know, they're, they're humans and, yep. and they're kids. They're 18, 19, 20 years old. And I just love how he approached that whole thing and that he's standing up yeah. for mental health and for the kids. Yeah. So shout out to Coach Pittman mm-hmm. and a reminder, too, not just for coaches, but for us as moms and dads and people have just to influence in other people's lives to be able to remind ourselves right hey words matter don't find your identity in this kind of thing he even talked about he's like he got off twitter because he just got tired of all the like just <laughs> personal stuff he's like say whatever you want about my coaching but the other stuff that's a little off limits yeah so shout out to coach Pittman for reminding us all some really important stuff this week that's our positive different story of the day today 
Ugh, social media. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it can help us discover new things, connect with people online, but at the same time, our culture has become so disconnected from each other and online bullying is rampant. It's a struggle. So glad this coach is able to counsel his players in positive ways, be there for them, because we need each other and we need role models and leaders to look up to. Chaplain Justin is a great spiritual leader here at KLRC, and here he is for a little chaplain chat with Christy and Mark. 90.9 KLRC, good morning. It's Mark and Christy. Chaplain Justin is here. Good morning. All right. Um, so we mentioned this last week. There's a new podcast. Chaplain Justin and Anson sit down every couple of weeks and do something called Faith Refresh. Mm-hmm. And you guys are getting all up in everybody's business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking another look at stuff, you know? Right. Uh, this It's a really interesting episode dealing with giving, mm-hmm. tithing, understanding what that is, mm-hmm. and what did Jesus really say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot in there. We can't unpack all of it. So definitely check it out. It's on the Real FM app uh, in the podcast section. Um, but we want to talk a little bit about this morning because a lot of times people find themselves in positions where like, okay, what do I give to? Where do I give mm, to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm even in a transition season right. or in unique circumstances that yeah. it's not as clear and easy. Just real practically. Yeah. What yeah. would the Bible say? How would Jesus help us know what to do with that? Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. probably the best answer isn't either like, oh, you get a free pass. That's what our heart might want to think, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have to do anything. But if the heart is, God, I want to be generous and I want to trust you. It's mm-hmm. your money anyways. So you probably have something for me to do yeah, with this. Absolutely. I think um, as far as on the heart level, I always want to caution whenever there's a lot of anxiety around doing it right mm. and getting it right. And what if I don't? You know, this kind of that idea that paints God, whether we mean to or not, as a scorekeeper. And he's really he's really not that. He does want something good for us, even in the practice of tithing or giving, which is really to work into us generosity and just to know he's the provider. Everything is his. And so I offer these things as a um, statement uh, of, of that kind of a spiritual practice. But... If you find yourself in that transition, really the New Testament principles like tithe, that word tenth is never used once in the New Testament, first of all. Second of all, um, the principle is take care of your spiritual leadership, one, and then two, take care of the the needs in your faith community and even the community around you through your faith community. Mm -hmm. And so if you were to take those very broad principles, does it give you like a a definition, a clear definition of how much and where? No, but just rest assured, there's a lot of freedom here in how we give. Um, And that might be counter to what a lot of people have heard, um, and that's okay, because we do want to rest on Scripture as the final word, and that's really all it says. Mm -hmm. Take care of your spiritual leadership, take care of the, the needs in your faith community. So I know someone's listening right now and they're saying, well, time out. I hear you saying New Testament doesn't talk about how much you should give, you know, just take care of your community. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but why are we all giving 10%? And so and then that goes back to the Old Testament. So does that just mean that that's just invalid? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know someone's asking that question right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's invalid, um, but it was part of the um, law of Moses 
Um, you gave a tenth or maybe the first fruits of your crop. It took care of the, the Levites and also was an offering showing that God's the provider. Um, but ultimately, who is the first fruits? Is Jesus. So something has happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all of that has been fulfilled. The offering is Jesus. The first yeah. fruits is Jesus. And so our faith is in him, not in our gifts. But in that, we still want to follow the principles of taking care of our spiritual leadership, just like the Levites, and taking care of the needs in our faith community. Yeah. Mm. And the, the tenth could be a good principle for anyone to start yeah, with. It might be a good starting right. place. Mm-hmm. But I would want to broaden that and say, there's freedom. Just yeah. take care of spiritual leadership in your life and the needs in your faith community. Mm-hmm. And that might look differently for each person. Yeah. And that's okay. There's freedom to give. Mm. That's really good. Because it should be a check in our heart whenever we start thinking about what do I have to do? Have to, right? yeah. That's already mm-hmm. a like, okay, warning light. What's going on in my heart Bare minimum here? rather right. than how can I grow in generosity? That kind yes. Of- and I've learned when I've been around some of the most generous people that have been mm-hmm. part of my life, they tend to have a, what do I get to do? Yeah, it's mindset. joy. Mm. It's like, a lot of fun. How much so good. can I do? Yeah. And you're like, man, that that looks like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That seems like the gracious God that and, we get to have. And listen, yeah. you don't have to have a lot to be generous. You can give yeah. with a joyful heart, cheerful spirit, and it blesses God. He smiles over that. And it'll bless someone, whether it's Mm. big or small. Well, I love what you said about God creating a heart of generosity in us. Like, that's the point of it. I know so many believers, you think, okay, give the 10%. Okay, I can check that off my box. And then I can do whatever I want with my money. Mm -hmm. And they forget about the generosity because that's that's not the point of it. Right. The, the point is to create that heart of dependency on God and generosity. And mm. I just that's such a great reminder to me, too, Justin. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you, Chaplin. No one likes talking about tithing. Growing up, my parents did not want to touch the subject of tithing because how they grew up with it, it could be a slippery slope. But it is worth looking into because it is in the Bible. I'm glad Justin and Anson dove into the topic on their podcast, Faith Refresh. You can listen to the episode on our sister station's website at real.fm or download the Real FM app for your iPhone or Android, or you can find the Faith Refresh podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed Chaplain Chats on Wednesdays, you're going to enjoy the Faith Refresh podcast. Up next is Andrea. Have you ever forgotten something and then you find it and it just brings you a lot of joy. It's the little things. It's always the little things. I was switching out all of the fall decor in our house or the summer decor for the fall decor. And as I was going through the bins, I go to my candle bin. Yes, I have a candle bin. I'm so sorry. Uh, As I go and look at all my candles, I found a pumpkin and spice candle from last season. I bought it in the middle of fall. I barely got to burn it. And it was there just waiting for me. And I was so excited to find it. I totally forgot about it. Totally forgot about it. And it brought me so much joy. It's almost as if God just knew I needed that little pick me up. It was such a little pick me up. Oh, but it made my day. 90.9 KLRC. And Frank once said how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. I love that because when Jesus came to this earth, that's exactly what he did. He redeemed, he improved a fallen world and made all things new. And us by following Jesus, we get the opportunity to join him in that redemption and to see improvement in the world, to bring a little bit of heaven here on earth. I love that Jesus gives us the opportunity to do that. 
you know, I was a little rebellious today. I saw the weather forecast. I saw it was warm. And yet I chose very deliberately this morning. I am going to wear my jean jacket today. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> just just a rebellion to the weather that is not feeling quite as cool as it normally would this time of year. I'm wearing my jean jacket. And so if you see me sweating, but still wearing this jacket later, it's because, <laughs> because I'm being stubborn against the weather. 90.9 KLRC. So when I was a kid, I thought if I can argue for Jesus really, really well, I can win over my friends that don't like him. <laughs> and I've since learned that getting into verbal arguments with someone is not a great idea <laughs> to win them over for Jesus. In fact, you and I, we can't win anyone over for Jesus unless God is in it with us. <laughs> God has to be the first one to make a move on someone's heart before we can do anything. And I love how that's kind of talked about in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. You should read the whole book, but right here in chapter or in verse 24, it says, The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponent with not fancy words, but with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. There is hope for those people. We just get to treat them with love and kindness, which is such a huge relief. Whew, I don't have to be the best arguer in the world <laughs> after all. When I was a little kid, I wanted to share Jesus with my friends and teachers. And one day when I was about in the third grade, I tried talking to my best friend about Jesus, how he was perfect and saved us by dying for us. But my friend said that her cousin went to heaven and he didn't have to believe in Jesus. And I told her that that was impossible because we're not perfect. And she was very adamant that her cousin had never done anything wrong ever in his life. So how could a good God put him in hell? And this really shook me as a little third grader. I didn't know how to reconcile this, how to answer that question. Fast forward a few years. To be honest with you, I still have a lot of questions when it comes to how God works, how he saves, and what lies for us beyond this place. But one thing I do know now as a 24-year-old is I am not ashamed of Jesus, and I want to share him with everyone, and I don't have all the answers. I've become firm in my faith, I'm confident, and I know what is true. And hopefully, God can make use of me to make a positive difference in people's lives. It can be a little scary trying to share the gospel with people, but I think what makes it easier is knowing that we don't have to do it all. God is the one who works through us. Thanks, Andrea, for sharing a little bit about that. Now, here's Robert. Maybe you understand exactly what that kind of weariness feels like. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and weariness is not just everyday tired. Weariness is that feeling where you know you've been carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders for a long time now, and uh, things are hard, and you're just kind of trudging through life. If that's how you feel, there is a promise in Matthew 11:28, And let me tell you, God doesn't make promises that he doesn't have the power to back up. Okay, write that down, say it out loud. God does not make promises that he doesn't have the power to back up. So Matthew eleven twenty eight. here's what it says. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. 
90.9 KLRC. I'm Robert. I was reading this article about how everything is trying to get our attention. So how do we gain control of our attention? And there was this quote that made me just kind of stop in my tracks. The writer says, if you yourself don't choose what thoughts and images you expose yourself to, someone else will and their motives may not be the highest. Is that not incredible? This is not even a Christian article. These are just people saying, look, we, we got to rewire the way that we think about our attention and focus on the good stuff. So do you like surprises? Hey, I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. I can be honest with you. I am not a big fan of surprises. <laughs> I just like to know what's going on and what to expect. But with God, we have to expect that he will surprise us. I mean, time and time again, you can read through scripture where he does things. Everybody's like, what just happened? <laughs> that is God. And so I read this quote that says, God has often surprised me, but he has never disappointed me. So whatever you're waiting on God for and you expected him to do it a certain way, just know that whatever way he's going to do it is a better way than you could have come up with on your own. You can still trust him. Mm -hmm. What Robert said is exactly what I needed to hear. I'm walking through a lot of rejections and disappointments right now, and I needed the reminder that God isn't disappointing. God is working through all of these things, and he has a plan. I just can't see it yet. Up next is Anson and Kara. Lately, Kara, I've been learning a little bit about the minor prophets. Ooh. Yeah. That's intimidating. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm teaching Sunday school okay. to the high school class at our church. Yeah. I'm volunteering to do that. That's and cool. our high schoolers were the ones that were like, what do you want to learn about? They said the minor prophets. What? I love these kids. <laughs> no kidding. It's amazing. Aww. So I'm learning about the minor prophets <laughs> as I attempt to teach it. Wow. And this week we started in, in our first minor prophet book. And that is the book of Hosea. Yeah. And there's a lot of things we could talk about with Hosea. Yeah. All the minor prophets can get a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, but in Hosea, he often talks about how Israel was lacking in what he calls knowledge of God. Hmm. And when I first was reading about this, I was kind of thinking, okay, so like they didn't know about God's ways. They hmm. didn't remember God's laws or right. commandments. That's kind of what it sounds like to modern ears. Yeah. But as I studied this a little bit more and learned from a lot of really smart people who have studied this, we're talking about the Hebrew word for knowledge in this case doesn't really distinguish between like a head knowledge oh, and a heart knowledge. Yeah. It's really all encompassing. Interesting. So when Hosea talks about the Israelites did not have knowledge of God, mm -hmm. he's not really saying like they didn't know about God. Yeah. He's saying they didn't know God. Interesting. And there's a big difference between knowing about someone yeah and actually knowing someone for sure knowing someone implies a relationship right yeah there's a lot of heart involved there mm. not just memorizing facts about someone hmm. and it turns out this is totally exactly what was happening in Hosea's day mm. where you had all of the uh, the priests and the king of this northern kingdom of Israel they were still worshiping God. Yeah. It's just they were also worshiping all of these other false mm. gods at the same time. Yeah. So they were trying to have it both ways. Interesting. They knew about the God of Israel. They yeah. knew what they were supposed to do. They had the head knowledge. Yeah. But they didn't actually know God relationally. Wow. And I just can't help but think, man, how often am I the same way? Mm. Like, I want to read all the books, study all the things, <laughs> yes. learn everything that I can about God because I think that my knowledge of God 
is going to be the thing that saves me, that makes my life easier, that helps me get a leg up in the world, whatever the case may be. And it turns out, no, that's that's not the important thing. Mm. Knowledge about God isn't bad, but it doesn't replace knowing God, having a relationship with him. And the best news is God entered into that covenant with the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. And through Jesus, his son, he's entered into that relationship with us Mm -hmm. as well. So even if we don't feel like we always know God, Hmm. there's still really good news in the gospel. And that is God knows us. Update on Gilbert, the toddler cat. Mm-hmm. I think he's still in toddler years because he's still a kid. He's a little bit of an older kitten, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he's still a toddler. Still acting like one. He's still acting like one. Yeah. Every time I think like, okay, we're good. We're getting past some of these behavioral issues. Something else happens. Uh-huh. So this morning, I swear, I stepped out of the room for like a minute. Uh-huh. I had to like, you know, go to the bathroom. So I left the it's room. That's always where it starts. That's always where it happens. And I came back. And the two cats were sitting, and there was an object in the middle of the floor, which Gilbert was chewing on, and Reverb was just watching him. So mm-hmm. I also blame the older brother for not, you know, watching <laughs> his... Stepping in. Yeah, come on. Uh, so I'm like, what does, he, what does he have? And so I walk over, and it's a little tube of something, and I pick it up, and it's like a tube of lotion that's, that's like a tiny sample tube. Mm. And he has like chewed some holes in it. Oh dear! And there's there's some liquid coming out. And he's like <laughs> licking his lips, uh-huh. and I'm going, oh no, am I gonna have to call poison control for a cat? Like this is such toddler behavior. Uh, Where did you even find this? And what mm-hmm. made you think this is a good thing to chew yeah. on? Oh my goodness. Kara, are you a big coffee drinker? I am yeah. a big coffee drinker. Do you have like a daily yeah. cup or yeah. about that you have pretty much every day? Yeah, pretty much. I try to limit it to about a cup or a cup okay. and a half a day. Otherwise, I get a little jittery if I yeah. go beyond that. But I do, yep, yeah, I got to start my morning with that. I learned something interesting about coffee production uh-huh. today. And don't worry, I'm not like getting on you for drinking okay, coffee or anything. Yeah. But apparently, it actually does generate a lot of waste. Oh. Like once the coffee beans are separated from cherries, about half of the mass is discarded. So like for every pound of roasted coffee we enjoy, an equivalent amount of coffee pulp is discarded into landfills across the globe. But a few years ago, researchers decided to do a little experiment. Uh So what they did is they took 30 dump trucks worth of coffee pulp and they spread it out over an area of land in Costa Rica Uh on a, a former coffee farm that had undergone rapid deforestation back in the 1950s. Yeah. And the results of this study were actually really crazy. The lead author of the study said it was dramatic. They treated this area with a thick layer of coffee pulp, Uh and within two years, it turned into basically a small forest. (gasps) While their control areas remained just pasture land and grasses. Wow. So the coffee pulp treated area grew four times more rapidly than the non-coffee area. That's amazing. And I was just like, this is like a jolt of caffeine for nature. For nature. (laughs) (laughs) Like it doesn't just work on people. That's awesome. It works on nature too. Oh, cool. And then I was thinking, you know what? We may actually want to keep an eye on this area. Yeah. Because one of two things might happen. Uh Uh-oh. First... There might be a crash. Oh, right? yeah. Like, right. happens with us. <laughs> you, know, you get that crash. jolt of energy, and then <laughs> the you kind of crash later in the day. So keep an eye on that forest, see yeah. how it holds up. Or, number two, uh-huh. what if this area, like, turns into a coffee snob? Oh, Because this no. happens to us a lot, too, right? Oh, boy. We start drinking coffee, and then you want something a little fancier. <laughs> Before we know it, this forest is going to be like, look, I'm not growing anymore. <laughs> 
unless you give me like not just regular coffee grounds. I need. I want like the yeah. fancy stuff, uh-huh. the bougie stuff. That's right. Give me some mocha caramel vanilla latte <laughs> leftovers. That's Thank right. you. If we can find ways to recycle the parts of coffee we don't use, then that means I can drink more, right? Reuse, reduce, recycle is easier done while properly caffeinated, I think. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.